you ever felt. Are you listening? Damn. I think there's a lot of things that, especially from a um, entrepreneurship perspective, that aren't that aren't spoken about in a deep and meaningful way. One of them is just like you probably don't know what the hell you're doing. Nobody does. Like no one knows what they're doing, but like there's just like not enough consciousness around. The confusion that you'll probably have to go through Reconciling your vision With the resources that you have Versus the reality of the market you play in Yeah And like you have to try and put all these things together To somehow make a decent package That consumers can buy into That um, investors can buy into And I just don't think there's enough of a conversation Around the things that you need to put together To create that um, well, okay, it begs the questions that, um, for you to start a certain kind of business, do you actually need to know, um, what happens in that business, right? Mm. Uh, you know, is, is, is that information gap, can you overcome that information gap for you to actually build whatever you want to build? And it goes down to say, hey, the only thing that you really should focus on when building a business is actually the core problem, right? If you can move, as close as possible to understanding that core problem and trying to iterate and find a solution that solves that core problem, mm. everything else will fall into place, right? Mm. If you move away and try to to do anything else besides that, you'll end up trying to solve non-existent problems. Yeah, you know? and here's the thing though, like I understand the value and importance of having a focus on solving a problem to start a business because you have a far better probability of being successful that way but at the end of the day there are some businesses that don't have that core as their core thing right like solving a problem wasn't the thing that made them start a business they wanted to do something they were they were super passionate about and like that sort of ended up creating value for a certain amount of people and those people are the ones that sort of um make make it like okay hey you solved this specific problem for me Mm. So like I feel like there's room for the order to be different. Um, I disagree, right? And I'll tell you why. It's that you can't create value if you're not solving anything, mm. right? You can't just say, "Let's just build this thing for for the fun of it," uh, because it's uh, it's like it makes makes you feel good or it's nice. It's nice to have, right? You end up building a non-existent. It's not sustainable, right? You have to be able to be solving things for people or for businesses Mm. in order to be sustainable. That's gross, right? Like understanding that there's a problem that somebody else has, right? Even the shop downstairs where we went to buy um, Red Bulls, right? Like we we wanted something to drink and they solved that problem for us, right? Mm. Um, They wouldn't exist if we did not want that, right? Um, yes, and it's a nice to have, um, you, you know, for a shop that sells multiple variety of things, like it's retail. Yeah. But you're solving a fundamental problem for people, right? Yeah. So without that, it's not sustainable. It's like, um, going to the moon is a nice to have, right? Countries did that, but is that a business, right? They, it's a cool thing to have, but it's a cool thing to do, but is that really a business? Does it solve any problem like that, that we have fundamentally right now? No. No. 
and you can't you can't have a sustainable business if you're not solving anything. Yeah. Right? You can't just have a nice to have, say hey, I've got a nice to have, let's see how many other people like, So then how do you assess like luxury brands? <laughs> it's all <laughs> fundamental need. What's the fundamental need? It's psychological. Psychological validation? Yeah. That's wild. For me. <laughs> like, you have to look if, at it. If if and I think you think about like um the way people talk about being founders, being, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and you don't hear them speak about the psychological impact of their products or services on people, unless it's literally built for that. But everything that we interact with and engage with in life has a psychological impact or emotional or mental impact, but no one really speaks about that. Yeah. It's cause it's, it goes down to the thing that. Every problem is attached to Maslow's hierarchy of needs, mm. regardless if it's, it doesn't matter if it's a business or it's a person. Mm. Like every problem is essentially attached to Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You just need to uh, identify where you fall in that spectrum, right? Mm. Um, wouldn't have burglar bars if there wasn't a need for security. And that serves a purpose for a lot of people. Wouldn't have passwords if you didn't need that element of privacy, right? So every problem falls along the lines of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. They wouldn't exist if it wasn't ta- attached to something, right? Mm. If it's not attached to something personal for people, like it wouldn't exist. Yeah. How do you think, um, people, especially in South Africa, like I've been having this, this just like thought process that South Africans are just not focused on the right thing based off the just like, and this is not like a scientific, um, this is not a scientific thing, but like the conversations that are happening on clubhouse, the South Africans are talking about influences and brands and like how you can present yourself to the world. Nigerians are talking about how to build things that can actually shift the landscape in their country or across the world. And it's not a scientific thing, but like you, I can I'm concerned by, about, by that, like, complete difference in how they think about things and like the way we are so focused on how things look versus them being focused on how things work and how and building things that worries me it well it goes to the question that like look at south africa we're we're very we're very comfortable country you don't you don't actually wake up with the fear of you know south africa's gonna burn tomorrow mash to be honest, like you're relatively comfortable, you're relatively comfortable to the rest of Africans. Like mm. you, there's no, there's no that necessity is the mother of all invention. Like, you know, our currency gets devalued every couple of years, so we need to build an alternative system for us to get paid. We need to find ways for us to hold dollars instead mm. of holding nairas, right? Like us, you, ah, South African rand, US dollar goes to 20, ah, it's going to come back. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's a sense of belief that like there's this, like we are, we are in a utopia that we, we believe that we have a relatively comfortable country and nothing else is going to burn. Like, yeah. you know, we don't, we don't, we, you don't have the thought that at, at in the middle of the night you, this country might be burning. You need to move. Like I think I was listening to Eric Weinstein. Like he says that how the Jewish mentality is that we've never had a home, so we needed to be good at something in order for us to transfer ourselves to something somewhere else. Like, mm. um, we might not be wanted in this particular country, but we have a fundamental skill of how to make money that we can just relocate and just and just do it somewhere else. Like, 
South Africans, South Africans are very comfortable. South Africans are not very mobile human beings. There's no, there's no community of South Africans living in Kenya, Nairobi. <laughs> you know, there's no community of South Africans living in Lagos, mm. in, in, in Nigeria. But mm. there's communities of Kenyan people living in South Africa. The community is a large community of Nigerians living in South Africa, right? We're relatively comfortable with what exists in our country. So that negates us thinking about, um, what the future might look like. Do you think there's a, uh, uh, enough work being done to actually build up a pan-African building society? Well, you know, like there's the African Free Trade having, Agreement, okay. which is essentially trying to break down the borders of Africa in terms of um, that. But without Nigeria, South Africa, and Egypt, that thing is essentially, without the co- cooperation of those three, maybe maybe Kenya, like, it falls flat, right? Um, you know, what like we have to ask ourselves, okay, what resources do we need from these other countries? What we can leverage, and the main thing that we can leverage is actually human capital, talented people. Mm. There are a lot of a lot of good product designers in Nigeria. A lot of very because of the work that they've done in the last five years with Andela and them, um, there have a lot of very high quality engin- engineers all around Africa, where we can do a cross pollination of knowledge. Um, what we are thinking in terms of even the Af- African Free Trade Agreement is that. How do you exchange resources, mm. right? How do you exchange physical stuff? Like how how do we move? How do we move uh, oranges from South Africa to Uganda or something? Instead of how do we do um, knowledge sharing, right? How mm. how do we learn from circumstances of that? Like there, there are people building um, companies in for in Uganda, right? Or people build. Uh, Regardless of what happened in the elections, like you think about Eversend, uh, Eversend is a global uh, cross-border payments wallet, right? Like mm. th- it's from Uganda, but you know, like how can other people leverage that in order to be, um, to you know, to use it in other societies that might need it? Like, and Eversend might be needed more so in 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 Zimbabwe and then Nigeria and and then Uganda. Do you yeah. understand the thing? How can we? Share those type of digital resources as as opposed to seeing how can we move oranges from point A to point B in another country. Yeah, um, the mentality that we have, and like I think it's one that's evolving consistently. Um, what do you think really shapes that? Because I think I have a passion for media s- simply because of Shane Smith, yeah, Jonah Rapetti, and like Alex Bloomberg. Like that's what's shaped me. Is like oh. I saw that telling stories a certain way would actually lead to someone being able to be affected in their lives in some way as well. Right. So mm-hmm. for example, um, the guys with, um, the guys advice buying noisy and noisy being like one of the best sort of, um, music publications and like the, the content that they pulled out of like very basic stories. Like for example, they did this story on, um, I think it was Chicago or something like that. And the stories that were coming out of there and like seeing just how focused those people were on telling really meaningful stories, that really changed everything. And like for me, it was like, wait, why aren't we telling our own stories as good or even better than this? Hype Beast came to South Africa, did a very short do- documentary about um, Bramfontein and like the, the street culture and like young people building a completely new space in part of the city. Versus us not even like talking about the fact that there was something like that happening and then not enough actually being done to document any of it. 
those are the things that sort of influence or like feed into, okay, this is what I want to build. And now my eyes are opened up to what, like the value of community and how much that's going to matter in five, 10 years when people are just like out of it and everyone needs to join a community now. Right. And then e-commerce being exposed to that in some way. Do you think South African founders or just South Africans are being exposed enough to the opportunities in the world right now? The simple answer is no, right? Because um, access to that type of information is very expensive in our country because of the high cost of data to access the global information. Yeah. For instance, you're talking about how global, um, how, how the global environment in the U.S. has impacted how you think about sharing your stories, right? Yeah. And now imagine um, a, a young kid from your village, like they don't have access to that kind of influence. They influence about their surroundings. Like what they see on a day-to-day basis, that's that's the reality, like, mm. like, and that's the powerful thing. Powerful thing about the internet, like you can you can learn so much through the internet. Like you can learn about different types of culture, you can learn whatever is happening in another country in a split second, like that. But there's no there's no access to that inf- information. Like there's no access to the opportunity to actually get that information, which causes a problem. Um, it causes a lot of people to be frustrated and be locked out to say, "Hey, Mesh." You might not understand that, um, you know, m- you know, m- people might want to be, there's, there's a young kid who might be, who, who might be the next Elon Musk, but the environment, like the environment. They, I don't want another Elon Musk. Yeah, it's fine. But <laughs> the environment that, I'm just saying the environment that they're exposed to, right? Yeah. Um, but that's why the story is like, um, what these sneaker guys are doing is like, Hey, um, I think more people are going to be exposed to that. Hey. I can just create something and then sell it and then it becomes big mm. like that. Um, that's, that's the kind of stories that we, we need to be telling, right? Like, like you say, we need to be telling stories that are relevant to us. Um, that essentially opens up that, uh, environment or the opportunity for people to say, Hey man, I can also do that because it's a tangible thing. Yeah. Yeah. Tangible thing Like Alex Bloomberg Is not tangible To somebody living In Limpopo They can't <laughs> You know You know They, they don't go through um, They don't go through uh, Spotify and, 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 and Get opportunities To listen to that Yeah uh, So we need to be telling uh, Relevant stories To us And then re- Like stories that will Obviously drive The next generation Of people to When was the bigger. last time You were excited about A media platform in Africa Um, Last week what platform was that? Decode fintech by 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 Paystack. Like that, that's a that's like a good good thing. Wow. It's like <laughs> it's, a, it's a thought no, that I think it's a really insane podcast. And like thinking about the things that are happening in Silicon Valley, where they basically um, A16Z has built a media house inside their exactly. organization. I think seeing more startups start to think of it the same way, yeah. where they're going, "Oh wait, um, we don't have to pay." Uh, PR specialist to get us into this magazine and that magazine. Yeah. We can actually own the audience ourselves yeah. and try and distribute whatever media and thinking that we want to and just go from there. Yeah. Like I own my own, own audience now through my newsletter. Like yeah. if I want to share whatever I'm building, I can actually share it with an audience that can help me actually navigate this thing. If I need, I need a couple of 10 customers to actually test out something, I can just ping. Uh, a, a newsletter, whatever people say, hey, I'm just trying this thing out. Can you help me? Yeah. And, th- and then that's, that's essentially can move into something else. Then that's the power of media and having, um, a separate platform from yourself to say, hey, um, we can, we can 
essentially craft our own narrative, right? Yeah. We can build whatever we want to build and shape our narrative for the people that actually want to hear it instead of, hey, blasting it out from some other new, uh, um, some other publication like a more my brand or business in business tech to say hey do you see do you see this like filtering down as well so like so for example now it's like a16z builds it for their company startups are building it within their own organization so for example uh snacks daily with robin hood and mm-hmm. then decode fintech with paystack do you see it happening with other startups and then also does it go even lower where an individual just a, any human being just goes oh wait i can become a media house I have a newsletter with a significant audience, a podcast with a significant audience, a YouTube channel with a significant audience, and you've done like reading, or written, um, voice, video. Hmm. And then you try and like distribute that like in a very like professional manner. You brand it really well and you build that audience to a significant size. Like, do you see everyone starting to build it out that yeah. way? Like, I can, yeah, 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 yeah. The answer is yes. Uh, I'm seeing it with a lot of YouTubers, like MKPHD. Is essentially building out a media company around him, right? Yep. He started Waveform Podcast. He started that, uh, I think his history retro, uh, tech with YouTube and he's building, uh, a variety of shows within, um, him, like, uh, around him and tech, right? And then you, you go on the other side, um, uh, Mr. Beast, which, which is essentially the biggest YouTuber in the world is also owns one of the largest franchises of burgers, right? Mm-hmm. So leveraging what you're doing for multiple areas of, 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 of uh, the value chain in terms of commerce, like mixing commerce content and community to form essentially one entity that um, touches everything, uh, uh, touches everyone along the value chain. Yeah. Let's do this, like very, make this like super valuable and like concise, right? Um, four ways to monetize content. <laughs> four ways to monetize content. What? Subscription, which subscription, is the, like the one that's right there, and you can use Patreon instead of using, say, yeah. um, your own system. Or paywall, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest one moving forward. Uh, merch number two is merch. Mm-hmm. Um, selling things that um, that you believe uh, merch. Okay, broader e-commerce, whatever. Like, like commerce uh, selling. Uh, number three is community. Um, yeah. Uh, building a community around around what you are, are, are building. And but where's the monetization with community? Um, pay, like pay to be part of a, a closed community. Like mm. people want to be part of whatever things that you're building. Like like you know the the traditional sense of forums, but mm. closed. Like that's community. And number five, investment. Like turning whatever you're making, um, turning whatever you're making from the first three. And just uh, and just uh, leveraging that to invest in other things, so mm. that's that's essentially the four ways to actually monetize. Do you, which one do you think works best for South Africa? Merch. I think like these conversations happen in um, in general, um, and like it, it it speaks to just what international people are doing as well. But yep. like, which one do you think is the lowest hanging fruit for South Africa? I would say brand partnerships, right? Brand partnerships would be first, and then merch. Mm-hmm. But I think that. There's not enough experimentation. I've seen enough of of merch that yeah. could actually like get to a certain level, yeah. like a significant level. Because I think South Africans are scared to bet on themselves like that. Yeah, like whatever you like, whatever you, whatever you associate. But I'm seeing a lot in terms of uh, beauty bloggers. They're starting to have their own e-commerce stores. They're starting to have their own products. 
um, you know, that because they've built a trust within with the community, now they're leveraging that to actually build their own things. Like if if I was if I wanted a a concealer or a foundation, how would it look like? Like let, let me go find. If I wanted a different kind of lipstick colors, let, let, let's go find a chemist who can actually build it and then um, put a brand on it and slap it and go. Like that's already happening, right? But there's a, a lot of other experimentations on the fringes that. Um, people aren't like the low hanging low hanging fruit is probably is possibly like a t-shirt, okay, a t-shirt, uh, clothing, clothing is a low has a uh, hanging fruit, and then you can go into specialized areas like whatever you, you you're doing. And yeah, do you think that there's not enough people wanting to experiment or try, say for example, the e-commerce play that goes deeper? So for example. Stocking directly from China, um, rebranding it and then building up that brand from scratch to try and like make it a significant level of something. I feel like people have like a very short term mentality where it's like, I made a hundred t-shirts, only 50 of them sold. Now I'm tired. Mm. I'm going to try and move on. Yeah. 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 You can go deeper. I think, I think the first thing is that I think people make it's separating the brand, the, the merch from yourself. Mm. So giving that merch a different name. Uh, investing it, uh, investing in it over time. Yeah. And uh, not just saying, Hey, I've, I've tried one thing and it didn't work. Then I want to quit. Yeah. Like it takes, it takes a very long time to actually build a sustainable merch business. It takes at least four, four or five years, um, to actually do that. Have you seen any South African actually stick with merch for four or five years? Merch. <laughs> no, like I think, I think. Wait, merch what's is an American example? Uh, for what? Hey, what's a good example, international example of, uh, Someone who had a personal brand build out that sort of media stack, and then used merch to monetize and did it very long term. Kim uh, Kardashian, yeah, but no, no media but, stack because all she had was like a reality show that just yeah. like fucking yeah. But okay, like Boston Sports comes to mind. Boston Sports, yeah, that's that's uh, like a media business that went into uh, merchandise and then they went into podcast advertising and all that thing. That comes into mind, but there's another company called Gymshark, which is mm. now uh, like a billion-dollar brand, which is essentially building around a community of people of 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 people who like going to the gym, like building a brand for that, yep. having having influencers who are Gymshark people that actually drive their community, which is which is an interesting thing. In South Africa, I think I think the biggest success is Switch Beauty. Um, Definitely, uh, you know, like, a, like over long-term sustainable. Mm. Um, um, time period. Yeah. Someone just said Acne Studios. Ac- Acme. Yes. Uh, Acme. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, th- I think so. Not, I'm sure. not sure. But yeah, I think Switch Beauty. Um, really amazing fashion, story. I okay, think. Fashion Nova was not necessary. No, it is. Uh, yeah, we know nothing about fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but also, at the same time, starting a fashion accessories business, which is fun. Well, it's, it's it's business at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> it's, it's it's business at the end of the day. Like, there's I've learned there's there's a way to actually cultivate a brand, mm. right? There's a way to actually cultivate a brand and build it from the ground up, and you just need to find something that actually works, and then you just repeat that over right? and over, over again. Over, over that, yeah. I think a lot of people say influencer culture is like going away, but mm-hmm. I disagree, right? Um, I disagree. Like it hasn't reached that point in South Africa where a lot of people have actually made money from just doing that. Right? Yeah. In other countries, they have uh, UK. Do you think there is even one person in South Africa that does absolutely nothing else except for influencer yeah. marketing? 
Yeah, I think Sarah Langer does that, and mm. Kefi also does that. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, like it's they, they can, they, they can survive. It's a great switch, area, you know. Who's that? <laughs> If they, if, if you know, like if you scale down your lifestyle, you, you can. But that's that's not that. what what people are willing to do. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you have to live that life once. Exactly. Have to live that life. And the the life is part of the content. Yeah. And that's yeah. the even bigger part. Yeah. What do you think? Why do you think people don't see that whole journey though? Like content, community, commerce, or even the other way. I'd I'd go community content commerce as being the sort of thing that i really want to test over the next five to ten years is like how can you combine creatively and like really really disruptively innovatively mm-hmm. and like in a very powerful way how do you can combine community commerce and content the other way community content and commerce yeah. in order to build really really strong and meaningful companies right and like have them build something like become something really really meaningful it's it's, it's the framing of it right it's like where do you start do you start with the content or do you start with the community or you start with the commerce, right? Um, the further along, like, uh, you start, like if you start with the commerce, it becomes harder to do something else. But if you start with the content, it becomes easier to pile on a community and then it becomes easier for you to pile on uh, commerce, right? Mm. For instance, you started with the community, a community around small business. Mm. And then now, and then what, what you did is you created content around that, right? Now you're creating content around that and then you can move into, into um into com- into commerce, it's but been that, too long, and but I, it, I it took you three years, right? Commerce, it took it took you three years Still to no actually. commerce. Huh? The commerce came from brands. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it took you a long time because of where you started. You started with the community because okay. you needed people to trust what you were saying um, around small oh, wow. businesses. And like, things. if you think about it, there's different speeds depending on what you focus on first. Yeah, I'd say community is the longest. Content is medium. Commerce, commerce is the longest. Is short term. No is. Remember, you're talking about building a sustainable three-way thing, right? Yeah. Like, you need to have all three things to actually make something that, like, uh, that thing successful. Mm. Commerce takes a long time because you can do, okay, you can do commerce in a short time, but it's going to take you a while to do content and community on top of that. Mm. Right? Because you're almost, okay, if you'll start with, you'll start with the commerce and then you'll, you'll move on to, uh, co- um, community. Can you explain what you mean by commerce in this context? Commerce is selling stuff. Okay. Right? Not not necessarily monetizing the content. Not necessarily monetizing the content. Mm. Commerce is actually selling physical goods. Like mm. if you if you think about commerce, selling physical goods, right? Mm. And then content you can monetize variety of ways. So which combination would you say is the best and like fastest way to do it? There's no content. It's it's it's, it's a long it's a long, it's journey, a long right? play. Yeah. yeah. But the, either way it's the, a long play. The quickest play. one is actually content, right? Content, Make, community, then commerce. Content, community and commerce. Yeah. Yeah. That's the quickest way. Yeah. That's crazy. I think, like, this is the final test for this year. <laughs> you can't <laughs> stop can testing, this, bro. I know. And, like, constantly testing. To be honest, I'm, like, I'm putting this on Instagram live as a test. I want to see if this works. Are people actually looks... looking at your face? Yeah. So, there's uh, questions here already. What are the questions? Um, why are brands so in- scared of investing in creatives? Um, they I don't know you. that one. What? They don't know you from a boss, so. Oh, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like. I think, um, South Africa has a very interesting, like, dynamic, whether it's the brand influencer relationship or the, um, brands with customer relationships. All these different things are, like, very multi-layered. And at the core of it is, like, I think that not enough people are willing to invest in building out 
long-term and meaningful relationships and like um, dynamics in the ecosystem. No one's building the ecosystem, right? Yeah. So if you're going to work with a brand There's no tomorrow, influencer stack. There's no stack, <laughs> right? Like we talked about a media stack earlier. So if I say, for example, wanted to create a media stack, what would it be? Like Substack, podcast, yeah, YouTube. Shopify. Shopify. Yeah. Yes. If I had a stack like that, mm-hmm. like I feel like that's content. Commu- no, where's the community there? I don't think Substack is not enough of a community. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd add another layer, like a community. Discord. Yeah, for community, yeah. Discord, like whatever, yeah. whatever. But I think there's just a trust deficit I, and like not enough of an investment. Think about in building it. Think about it this way, right? Mm. You're going to a person, right? You're going to a whatever brand. You're asking them for money. Um, you're asking them for, to invest in you. Right, they don't even, and then you're asking them to actually learn about you before they invest, and then they give you money, right? It's a hard thing, like, because they don't know you, right? Now they have to go back and learn about you, and then they need to learn about um, your your people, and they need to understand how your people relate to what they are doing, mm. right? Which is very, the people don't have time for that. Like, they need to actually, how do you, the, the question should be, how do you make the decision easier for them? Yeah, I think that should be the focus of every person doing anything for the world. Is like, how do you make it easier for someone else to choose you instead of someone else? Like, how much work are you doing or how much more value do you um, add that is so disproportionate versus the person that's coming next to you? Yeah. So if a brand thinks about two different guys that do an entrepreneurship podcast, which is the guy that's actually driving something that actually matters? It's the one with, who shows them the numbers. Exactly. Number one. And the guy that's like, oh, no, here's it, here it is. Like, I think South Africans, South African creatives hide their numbers. Like, yeah, they think, are yeah. the, the new, new, like, those, those numbers are, are insane. Like, like, like imp- I, I impressions, find like, for instance, impressions don't drive the bottom line for a business, right? It's it's oh, it's pay per click, right? Don't say that. No, 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 I'm just saying like if like if you're doing a YouTube channel, right? Yeah. Instead of uh, if you're doing a YouTube review channel, instead of putting the clicks for the brand directly in in the thingy, rather go via Bitly, right? Create a Bitly link and put that as a Bitly link. Say hey, um, and then you can measure how many people actually click this thing, and mm. then you can essentially create a report to say hey, every time I talk about this aspect to how many followers that I have, this is the conversion that I get in terms of clicks. Mm. This is how many people that actually land on your and your on your on your page. And then you have to go reverse engineer. Okay, how much would it cost you per click on Google? Uh, for instance, a, a beauty click for for Google is about eighty bucks. Mm. If I'm getting thousand people, a thousand people clicking uh, on your on your channel, right? Uh, how much is that? How much would you have paid Google for that? Um, that's eighty thousand bucks. Yeah. Mm. Simple, mm. simple, right? I need, and then. Do you think creators run around, run away from metrics? Y- yeah, because you know, <laughs> the thing is, instead of asking a brand for a partnership, ask them for your affiliate link. Let let show think, show, uh, show how think, you can drive the. I think line. this year will be the year that a lot more people start to realize that you don't need the brand's approval to work with them. So brands actually have like let go of a lot of their um, control. So for example, um, and I was thinking about this and I'm going to give this to people. If anyone uses it, it will be very smart. There's three companies, right? For example, there's Yoko, there's Naked Insurance and there's, um, what's that one? Pineapple and Frank, right? Yeah. So, and you'll find other ones, Easy Yoko's as well, where if you're a customer, you can refer people and they'll mm. give you money for doing that. Yeah. You could literally make money just off of that. Yeah. 
if you think you are so amazing at influencing or you know getting people to pay also click for on links, link. get affiliate links use that and like just drive it as much as possible they, they'll if see, you convert yeah they'll see they'll see exactly the and like right? i think if the conversion is high enough and like you're doing enough to actually justify that hey look i'm the person that refers the most clients to your business you should probably work with me in a much more formal way hmm. i don't think that you have to wait for the brand manager to realize oh wait you're a really interesting person yeah let's put you on if you have an affiliate link you could do that just on your own yeah yeah, you can drive, you can make money just trying to quote the brand, right? Yeah. It's, it can be a quoting thing. And then you can send them analytics in terms of how many people actually look at that. Yeah. Like you have to draw. Don't send impressions, send clicks. <laughs> <laughs> send impressions, send clicks, don't send impressions. I think it's easier to send impressions because the number looks bigger, but there's, there's the value isn't in the impressions. Hmm. It's nowhere near there. Yeah. I think, I think adoption of channel is also important. Yeah. For instance, um, like a lot of brands are going to be thinking about, okay, how do we do TikTok? <laughs> yeah. Like a bunch of them are very old, uh, you know, old dopies there or who are in charge of the marketing department. Yeah. And then they outsource this to a nice black lady to say, hey, please figure this <laughs> thing out. <laughs> right. Um, so. Where do you see the monetization for TikTok coming from though? Uh, di- direct, uh, direct, brand. direct brand thing. I think yeah. TikTok gives analytics on that. I think you can click videos. I don't know. I don't have TikTok, so I, I you know, I, I don't why have. Don't you, why don't you have TikTok? I've got too many things, bro. Like, I, social media for me. <laughs> Twitter, and then and then it. on top of that, you still have like Clubhouse, which is like Clubhouse. just a, its own flipping world. Yeah. So a lot of people are trying to allow the creator to monetize their own community yeah. instead of attaching Let's do it this, to a right? Brand. So we've been talking about content community and commerce, and we want to like try and wrap this up very shortly. So content community commerce. Combining them in as many creative ways as possible in order to drive and build something that really matters. Yeah. What's the stack, right? So the stack would be for newsletters, Substack. Yeah. For community, say Discord or WhatsApp group or Facebook group or Telegram group. Telegram group. Okay. That's for the community. Yeah. Right. So newsletter. Okay. Let's do it in the order. So community, commerce, content. No. Community. Is it community? Content. Commerce or content community, com- okay. <laughs> Do it however way you feel like content, really with content, and then community, and then commerce. Okay, okay. So for content com- for YouTube. content, Substack, you- yeah, YouTube. that's newsletters, videos, YouTube, and TikTok, yeah, and then maybe Reels now, Reels, uh, yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, I'm not investing in Reels, that's not part of my stack. Does it okay? You can invest in TikTok, Do you know. I think my stack will become YouTube. Podcast and newsletter. I can't do newsletters. I I hate writing, Usta. I suck at writing. Then 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 it begs. But it's important it to say. Though. Do you actually need to do this thing alone? That's another question, guys. I need a a, a ghostwriter. <laughs> <laughs> so for co- for the 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 content stack would be YouTube podcast newsletter, which is Substack. And then for community, it can be WhatsApp, Discord, Telegram, or Facebook group. Hmm. And then commerce, just Shopify. Yeah. I mean, you can do other ones, but, yeah, but we will not advise the other ones because they're harder to use. Yeah. But it also goes to say, okay, what type of content are you trying to share? Do you, do you need to do everything or you can just do one element? For, for a lot of people, pictures were, were that, right? Now it's short-term video. 
Mm. How do you drive short-term video? How do I drive short-term video? Mm. And then that can be your your content. And then how do you build a community about around that? Like, how, can you can you do meetups with the people that actually, um, uh, people actually view your your, your stuff? Can mm. you do meetups and talk about? If I'm a beauty blogger, can I can we do a meetup and then you bring your beauty kit and I bring uh, my beauty kit and then we can obviously say hey. Um, does this work? Does this work? How mm. can we share? How can you get more people sharing our beauty about beauty instead of you being the person that directs people about beauty? Yeah, because okay. a lot of like, a lot of people might have hacks about beauty that you don't know as a beauty influencer, mm. and you can learn that. And you can you can obviously how can you drive partnerships that via community? Yeah, right. And then commerce, you can obviously sell stuff on. on we should make this a stack like a proper stack. Like like document what we think is a good yeah but I'm not I'm not an influencer I don't know bro you could I, I know more. I know tools but I can't tell you how to drive engagement <laughs> <laughs> is there another question there are uh, oh, give me a questions okay why are brands oh no we did that one guys you can ask questions now my guest is Oopster is the smartest guy I know. What? Also, he's not my guest. He's my co-host. This is the Founders Source Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was a question here. Uh, where was it? Uh, uh, well, here we go. How do we make local people or influencers sell their brands and build it to the global market? Hmm. How do local influencers become global brands? I, I, I don't know. Actually. Sure, that's a hard one. I think that's a very hard question to answer, especially because you haven't seen someone do that. Because yeah. you can't count Trevor Noah as being an influencer. What about uh, Casper Lee? Casper Lee is uh, the the biggest one. Probably, but like, is that the? Do you know? I think this is way broader than people allow it to be as yeah. well, right? So like, do you, you can't. Consider... You're global by virtue of the platforms. That yes, you like I I don't think of the world as being global and and local anymore because it, this, as soon as you go on Twitter, you are in the world. Yeah. Same with YouTube. Same with podcasts. I just think that, yeah, shift your mindset from just like oh no, this is this, this is that. You're already there, right? Like, You're already in there. There's no there's no Instagram for South Africa. There's no borders on Instagram, guys. <laughs> so don't worry about that. My guest is Oopster. He's not my guest. He's my co-host. What's that now? <laughs> People keep asking me. Who's your guest? This dumb guy who has nothing. To... I think it'll be interesting to have a stack, though. Like, you know, like, they do with the developer guys, and they have the logos and yeah, stuff. I, I, yeah, I think it's harder. The content stack is harder because it's very, very personal to, to somebody, to mm. the person that is actually doing Like Yeah. Like, the content stack is very personal to what type of content that you want to do. Yeah, but I think there's still like an ideal stack. Yeah, like the things that you can use. But I think the more imp impact that you can have is how do you form a community stack? Like, Yeah, the community stack is the hardest. Like how do you form a community stack? Like do you do it on Discord? Are people going to download Discord just because you are in Discord? Let's try it. Usta. I want to start a Discord group. You can, you can. Um, I'm just scared it's going to have the wrong people. You can curate it. You um, can't curate it. The things. thing is, communities. Community is just like a cult, right? It has rules. Uh, <laughs> it has rules of the type of people that can be in the cult. And then, you know, you can, f you form, do you document, uh, whatever in terms of, you have a constitution of how you guys handle yourselves in the cult. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. So building a community is like building a cult. Yeah. That's always been the truth. But like, 
I still think that we don't have strong enough communities in South Africa. Like, you think about what happened with the Redditors and um, that with GameStop and all of that. That couldn't happen in South Africa. We do, but it's very fragmented. Exactly. Fragmented communities are not communities. What are they? A, a group of people that are just thinking that they, they, they believe in the same things, but they don't. Yeah, but we, and I think that's the, the, the challenge with South Africa when it comes to building communities is like, you're not building for just one guy, unfortunately. There's, there has to be like, we're so different in South Africa. Exactly. We have like, 12 different languages, bro. Like, we are a completely different country. And in those languages, there's so much more. There's so much culture, so much traditions that are separate from each other. Exactly. We're different like, people. Like, I what think, do you connect on? Like, you have to find that one thing that you, people connect with you. For you, it's small business and growing a business, right? Yeah. That's that's all. It, that's all. That's all it needs to be. That particular thing. Shout out to Forty. He's been asking a lot of the questions. Here's a question: How do you make creating content easy? Be extremely passionate about what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's the answer, right? Like, I just think that people overcomplicate it. You know, I think personal brands ruined us as human beings. Personal brands. Personal brands ruined us because. People don't even think of themselves as having interests and joys and passions. They think of themselves in the sense that, okay, wait, how does this specific brand thing that I'm doing or like me taking a picture of this thing make me look to other people? You don't care about what actually fulfills you anymore. What you care about is like the image it creates around who you are. And that's broken. Like I'm genuinely passionate about shit that no one cares about. Yeah. And I'd like to lean into those things. And you're going to make better content if you like super passionate about something. Oh, yeah. Bro, we're here on a Sunday. <laughs> it's a Sunday. It's rainy outside. It's a great time for some stew. We're here <laughs> making a podcast about just like what it's like to build shit on the internet. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. Like for, for me, I don't like, I think over the last year or so, my brain has morphed into thinking about technology and nothing else. Like, Nothing else to mm. the point to the point of even making my girlfriend work in technology so I can talk about technology, <laughs> which, is, <laughs> which is actually selfish. Like, yeah, you know, like to the point of okay, how do I build a technology business? Like, I am focused on that in terms of how do I actually build a technology business? Mm. Like, how do I build? Like, that's that's what I wake up to do. That's what I. Like, but I don't I, have any I also hobbies. Feel like, like that's like one of the tenets of really successful entrepreneurs and like founders that insanity in their lives. <laughs> yeah, it's insanity, but like insanity for the thing that you really give a shit about. Yeah. Like, there's some people that you meet and they care about solving a problem in a way that you've never cared about anything or anyone. Like these, you can tell this person loves this thing more than they love their parents. <laughs> like they, they don't, they don't, they wouldn't mind giving up anything to make sure that this is, is the thing that becomes something. Yeah. And I think there's just too little of that. People are too easy and like you see a trend tomorrow. You're passionate about your, you're passionate <laughs> about yourself. Exactly. People are passionate <laughs> about themselves. They're not passionate about the thing that they're passionate about. And the moment you start thinking in that, Oh man, brand. I have to care about my personal brand. And that's all you care about. You, you, you start to distorting reality, who you are and who you pretending to be starts to become this gray line yeah. of just like, yeah, where you see personal branding is a very interesting conundrum, right? To the point of like anything, as soon as you attach yourself to it, right? As soon as you attach your time, you attach your money to it. That's who you are now. And you can't be anything else. There's no way you can be a normal person outside of who you are because 
if you mess up that brand, uh, that who you are, like who you are, everything for you goes lights out. You can't make money. So you ha- you'll protect whatever that is. Uh, you know, you'll protect whatever that is. Um, uh, you know, in, in order for you to actually survive. 40 just keeps coming with the facts. Who okay. The hell is 40? <laughs> Do you want to end in 15? Yeah. Cool. We're going to end this in 15 minutes, guys. So please send in your thoughts and, uh, I feel like we're doing a radio show and this is a podcast. Yeah, it's interesting. I think the moment I switched on Instagram Live, this became a radio show. Is that Instagram Live as well? This is Instagram okay. Live. That is just oh, going on. My words. Uh, 40 said, I won't lie. The brand proposals I've written are infused with what the influencers is passionate about and the brand we are approaching um help with that so i definitely get why you say brands have ruined yeah so i i just think that you know it, it's it's really it's really hard to like um i don't back people who feel that the only way they can money make money is by being who they are i feel like the moment you attach yourself to the thing that you're trying to build as a business you are in a very dangerous territory and like one small scandal, one really wrong word, worded email to someone that feels that, Hey, you offended them and your whole business is up in flames. And I think that's a dangerous place to be. And having that stack where you're trying to build a personal media company basically helps protect you or shield you in some level. So I think there there needs to be that movement. Why do you think South African Creators or influencers haven't banded together to create one super media company. Yeah, because they're in competition with each other. That's the problem. Why do they think that they're in competition? Your competition is Nespers. <laughs> think about it. Like if we both going for the same brand deal. Yes, but if if we both got the deal and charged three times more, it's 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 like Prisoner's Dilemma. Do you know the game Prisoner's Dilemma? No, break it down. So in economics is. There's a game called Prisoner's Dilemma where they put people, two people in the two different rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Your outcome is based on your, co- your collective decisions, mm-hmm. right? Meaning that if I choose to rat you out and you choose to stick uh, by uh, the stories that we concorded, um, I can go off free and you can take the whole pain thing, right? Mm. Or we can, we can collectively stick to our decisions and we only get about, what, six months in jail. Mm. Or you can you, you can you can choose to uh, rat me out, and I stick by my decision, and then I get life in prison. Mm. So, because I don't know what you're gonna do, I always choose to 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 be um, to make decisions based on my self interest, right? And yeah. everybody makes decisions based on their self interest. That's it's humans, human nature. It's very impossible. But how I view um, like that 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 thing of how do you separate your money from your brand? Um, what are you doing? Uh, like, how, like, how do you separate? People want to make sure I'm speaking to a real person. Like, how do I? How do you separate who you are from the money that you make? Right? Yeah. It's a it's a three prong thing, right? So what happens is that you one your time is is your time your your, your money is dependent on time and it's dependent on yourself, right? Yeah. So what happens if you decide to an influencer? You you can get rid of time, right? Like you, you, your mind is not dependent on time, but it's dependent on yourself. Right? Mm. And then the third thing that needs to happen is that you need to remove money from you, right? That's you're putting a bridge, you're putting a company. That company is in charge of making you money. Mm. So 
the wider the gap is between time, money, and yourself, the more, the more essentially, more business success that you're going to have, right? Because mm. your money is no longer dependent on um, yourself. It's no longer de- dependent on time, right? Mm. So you're not no longer earning a salary on a sixty and a ninety-five job. Two, you're no longer making money from being uh, doing brand deals. Your company is making money by creating content and is hiring people that actually do it, right? You have people that are working to increase the value of the company, which increases the value of you. Yeah. So that's how people actually separate. Have, have you seen a South African creator, South African creator do this? I don't know. I, 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 don't, I don't think so. What? Having a separate media company? That no, but looking at a media company, I haven't seen anyone do that. Oh, Not that's, yet. That's interesting. 40 came through with another one. They compete with each other and when brainstorming ideas, people steal them. And try to kick the other influencers out. You can't confirm South African creatives. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sad state of affairs. Imagine me and you go into like a deal, and then I end up you having a. <laughs> it's like you having a, uh, you having a, an idea, um, and then I steal your idea, and then I kick you in the nuts and make all the money. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way we can be friends after that. These we aren't really. Like, not I think friends. the the idea that they're in competition is a broken one. That's a flawed frame of thinking. Yeah, but because you think, and also doesn't this mean that the brands win? Because yeah. that means that they can play you off against each other and be like, oh no, I'm how much do you charge? How much do you person charge? Is charging okay, this. cool. We we'll go with that guy. Yeah. And that constant sort of um, dynamic where the brands have yeah. the power is the thing that keeps creative economies small. Yeah, but the thing is, if if this thing is not sustainable for you, like if this thing is your bread and butter, mash, there's no there's no rationality that you can do. If somebody's charging thirty thousand, you want to charge twenty five just to undercut them so you can eat, right? It's it's it's, it's like the brands are to, are standing on top of the mountain and they're chucking out food and everybody is used to, instead of. <laughs> Instead of instead of people saying, let's cla- <laughs> let's build a wall on top of each think, other, let's climb and Do you think the more down. that um, these creators start to go into that stack, right? So community content commerce, you build out the stack on community, build the stack on content, build the stack on commerce. That removes the power from just being brand deals, being the thing that yeah. monetizes content. Yeah. We move towards, okay, you're building a media company and an online um, marketplace or store, yeah. whatever it is, property. Yeah. Your income doesn't depend on what a brand deal might say, but like so much more. Yeah. Think about that. Think like let's make it in monetary terms. What terms. time is it? <laughs> Almost twenty past one. Wow. Let's make it in monetary terms, right? Let's say for you to survive, you need net of tax thirty thousand rand a month, right? Yeah. So now that 30,000 rand comes from brand deals over, let's say you do a brand deal for 100k. That 100k is, how long is that 100k going to last you? It's going to last you about three and so months, mm. right? Uh, three and so, three or so months, right? So you need to actually spread out your, your money and then you need to work on that another brand deal to actually survive. What if you break down that 30,000 to say, hey, I make, I make 5,000 from, my community, right? Mm. Community of people, 50 people will pay you 100 bucks a month. I don't know how you're going to get those people. But 50 people that pay you 100 bucks a month, you make 5,000, right? And then you make another 15,000 by selling t-shirts for 250 bucks, right? You need to sell 60... 60, 60 t-shirts if yeah. you are claiming that you have a community of people that actually follow you you should be able to sell 60 uh, t-shirts uh, uh, a, a month right and then 
the other 10,000 rand can come from a brand deal. So now you're not essentially reliant on that brand deal uh, to actually make your, your, your living. You can focus on actually building your community. The, it's like, it's like a flywheel thing, right? The more you build, the more content that you release, the more people come engage with it, the more increasing your community, the more you can monetize that community and you can monetize that through, through the commerce. Yeah. Through commerce. And then you can obviously, it's like a, like a, like a two wheel thing with yourself being inside. Yeah. No, let's finish this off, man. Okay. There's people, a last one here. Are people though. dropping off? No, but the, people are actually joining. There's the last one here, though. Off topic, but actually not that off topic guy. What's the prospects of success within podcasting in South Africa? And what's the way forward after creating your own podcast? Huh. What do you think? <sighs> Look, man, if I didn't believe in podcasts, we wouldn't be in this space. <laughs> Exactly, you wouldn't be right. chilling in a studio. Yeah, but you're not supposed to say that. <laughs> that yet. <laughs> that you now have a studio. Well, Two you're not supposed to say that. Oh, but sorry. Whatever. Cool, thanks. If that person wants to create a podcast, this must hit us up. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> hit us up. We'll, but I think we'll um, help you. I'll be honest, my perspective on podcasts is biased and is very, very non scientific. I believe that this is the medium of the future and that. People that are starting to create in it need to start to understand that, like, this can't be a hobby forever. And you need to start building out, like, that stack. So I really think the stack is the focus for this podcast for some reason. I'm not sure how. Uh, Yeah. But it's not just about building a podcast. It's about building a community. It's about building a commerce platform. It's about having all these different ways in which you can reach the right people. And really focusing on the thing that you're trying to like help them learn about, um, be more passionate about or like buy into whatever it is. So for me, that's small businesses and entrepreneurship. And I'll do a website about the stuff. I'll do all my tweets are about that. And then podcasts and video, all of it will be around the passion. So I don't think it's about, Hey, make a podcast or Hey, make a newsletter. It's about building the stack. It has to be everything. Yeah, and you need to think of it like first, beyond all that stack stuff. Like, what is the thing that you're super passionate about? Yet you think is not being documented the right way, or like people are not being educated about it in the right way. You focus on that and like go into the different mediums, different platforms, and different ways of actually delivering that thing. Yeah, like it's like it's a great time to start a podcast right now. Um, yeah, Mash, you started your podcast in what 2017. Like, yeah, that was super early, right? It was too early, and then in business, being early is the same thing as being wrong, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so being early is the same thing as being wrong in business. So, I think, I think right now is the right time, but you need to augment it because it's about a year, year or two away from actually being a catalyst and driver for for money changing. You need to augment it with something else, mm. right? Uh, but you need to start with what. Whatever topic that you're passionate about, you can do a podcast with that, and then you can obviously extend uh, with other content related to that. You can then you can build a community with that, like meetups and whatever. Like you can charge. Like community doesn't need to be people actually paying you money on a on a on a monthly basis to be part of your circle of friends. Mm. 
it can be certain like it can be meetups meetups or like events were a good way to actually drive a community mm. um I, I, with the pandemic it's a, it's a bit tough but you know you can always you can do zoom calls and whatnot um mm. you can charge people for that whatever if you if they're willing to pay um but like certain meetups meetups can be a, a way to to drive community and then commerce you need to sell something attached to that whatever you're doing yeah um you know you can sell your readers <laughs> <laughs> Why did you, you say that? A, yeah. so, so that's that's that. Cool, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Listen to the podcast. It will come out tomorrow. I think. Yeah. Let's just drop it tomorrow. Yeah. On Founder Source. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you for 40 for all the questions. And everyone, 